What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse, here on the Randall Barnes Experience. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. 2020 was rough. You got to give us a pat on the back. Happy New Year. Now, 2020 was rough, but that doesn't mean 2021 is just going to be a, a totally 100% fresh start. We still have some business to handle from 2020. And one of the main things we have to handle is COVID-19. It is still a problem. People were going out on New Year's. People were spreading that virus, something serious. But now we have a vaccine. A lot of folks are skeptical about it. So what I did, I saw that it was a Fort Valley alum that I went to school with, that I'm friends with, that took the COVID-19 vaccine. She's a nurse on the front lines. And I reached out to her. And she agreed to come on the Randall Barnes Experience to talk about it. So in one second, we're going to be talking to Chelsea Walton, a 2017 alumna of the Fort Valley State University and a nurse that is fighting the COVID pandemic. Stay tuned. You listen to the Randall Barnes Experience. What's up? Hey. How you doing, Chelsea? I'm good. How are you? I am amazing. I'm super excited for this interview because it's a lot that's going on 2020 has been a year but i can only imagine how 2020 has just been for you like how are you doing i'm good um i'm good tired you know but i'm good i understand i understand you, you've been out there working and i know we, we talked on yesterday but i just want to say thank you because i know it's not you know it, it might not be huge because you're out there doing it but you're really out here from an hbcu from fort valley you're out here like helping people through a, a pandemic we never would have thought have happened is claimed over 300,000 lives so just thank you so let's just start with this so tell us about you so you're from Fort Valley you're a nurse so let's just start off with just telling people who you are okay um I'm from Fort Valley born and raised in Fort Valley went to school through Fort Valley grade school in Fort Valley college in Fort Valley I moved out of Fort Valley about three years ago but um, I regularly do visit Fort Valley graduated Fort Valley in 17 graduated nursing school in 19. So I'm a brand new nurse, been a nurse for 10 months. I work at a local hospital here and I work a lot. I work in different places of the hospital, but now primarily I'm in the COVID unit. This is the second time I'm in the COVID unit. I've been there for the first time for six months and now I'm back again. I was out for like a month and a half. So this is my second time being in the COVID unit. Wow, and you, and you say, so you started becoming, you, you became a nurse 10 months ago. I graduated started... nursing school in December. December. Yes, like, Wow. I started working in February. Pandemic started right in March. That that's crazy. So, guy, I want you to hit like she went from school to nursing during the pandemic. So, I think that's a great. Boom. Yes, that's crazy. So, I think that's a great transition. So, you started your nursing career with the pandemic. So, walk us through it. So, you start nursing and then the pandemic happens. So, walk us from March to now. COVID was very foreign to Georgia when it first came out. Like it was. All in California, it was in Florida, um, across the seas. I'm like, okay, COVID is not going to come in Georgia. It's not going to cross the border from China. And then it did. So once it did come, we we're like, okay, what do we do? We don't know what to do. It's very new. So um, initially what happened is we had a couple patients at my hospital who actually had COVID. We didn't know anything about it. And um, we just had nurses start to get sick. So we had this one particular patient who was gravely ill. The fever, sweats, the chills. And with that, did the flu, she was negative. We did all other types of work and she was negative. So the test finally hit my hospital. We swabbed her and she came back positive. And with her coming back positive, she took out like eight nurses, a lot of texts. 
so it was very foreign to my floor or the hospital like okay we have COVID so what's going on now how do we treat it what do we do how do we save the nurses because a lot of people are getting sick and it got to the point even before it got to my hospital we had plenty of nurses that were getting deployed to New York and Florida and Texas because their numbers were just so high to the point that we're just like oh my god we don't know what to do how do we how do we treat the patients and then save ourselves so it was very very foreign then it got to the point where like okay um we need our good nurses our top nurses we need nurses who are going to actually be selfless and take care of the patients and also take care of themselves they actually try to get out here and help us fight this whole COVID thing COVID is just like um for lack of better words, it's, it's like a, a double whammy. Yeah. You know, we're trying, and then you do it. You're successful, then you fail, and then you're successful again, and then you fail. So we're all really, honestly, winging it, trying to see, like, okay, how do we do it? How do we treat these people? How do we um, prevent spread? But how do we also take care of our health care providers? Because they also have families to go home, too. And one thing in the news that we always hear uh, is that the va- is that the the pandemic is getting worse and I listen to CNN all the time and we hear that the pandemic is getting worse, but I think hearing it and seeing it is a different vibe. So is it really getting worse? Like what are you seeing on the front lines? It indeed uh, is getting worse. Okay. So the numbers are rising constantly. Like we have an influx of patients. Now my, my hospital is at critical capacity with COVID patients. Uh, we have surrounding hospitals that are at critical with COVID patients and we're full. So these numbers that we have now, these are Thanksgiving numbers. So you have to also think about the numbers that are going to come from Christmas, numbers that are going to come from tonight and this weekend, and that are going to continue to go up. Um, so COVID is very much so real. There is um, multiple, there are multiple strands of COVID. We have the original strand of COVID and then we have another strand of COVID that's actually mutating. We're like, okay, how do we treat this one? Is this one stronger than the original COVID? What do we do differently from this one to stop the progressing of the COVID. The numbers are high. They are. There's no cap. No cap. No they're, cap. they're high. They're very high. And um, they're going to continue to raise like, you know, although you don't have to give up your life, but please wear the mask. Wash your hands. Stay out of people's face. I know you got to boo your bae, your mom and them. But just stay out of their faces if you can, because however you take the COVID, like however COVID affects you, you don't know how it affects somebody else if you transmit it to them. You know, you could be good, walking, talking, perfectly healthy. And then you have Joe Blow, who's not, and your COVID doesn't look like his COVID. You're walking around, you're talking, but he's sick. He's in the bed. You know, he could be on the vent. You don't know what kind of underlying underlying conditions that he does have. Right. And I think that's a big thing for people to hear because it is New Year's Eve. You know, normally New Year's Eve is a party. We celebrate the end of a year. And then 2020 has been like an objectively terrible year. So people are ready just to go right. out. They say, listen, we're going we to risk it. I'm not going to wear my mask tonight. But this is a real thing. And you you said something key that we're looking at what's Thanksgiving numbers you said. So we're not, we haven't factored in Christmas. And then New Year's is going to be a whole totally different beast that we're probably going to see mid-January. So that's just mentally taxing. I know for me right now, hearing it, but I can only imagine just mentally the toll this is taking on you. So just from a mental health aspect, like how does it feel being a nurse in a once in a century pandemic? I think I see for all of us when I said we are very tired. I talked to my coworker yesterday and I have a friend who is a COVID nurse up in Atlanta. We are exhausted because every nurse is not in the COVID unit. You have some nurses who refuse. You have some techs who refuse. You have a lot of doctors who don't come up to the unit. So we actually do a lot for the patients as far as being there, 
talking to the family, translating messages from the doctors, doing vitals, drawing labs, bagging bodies if there is a body to bag. You know, we do a lot. Everything we clean the room, take out the trash. We're when we're on the unit, we're on the unit by ourselves. Doors locked. The elevator is on the street bag access, so there's no in or out. You don't leave to eat. They bring you food up if you do have food. Like the patients, they can't leave either. They're in the room by themselves 24 hours. So not only do we have them being irritable because they're used to being out in the world or out with their families walking around, but we have to deal with family phone calls. We have to deal with, okay, well, this vital is erroneous, is outrageous, so let me call the doctor. The doctors don't always come call back. So we're like, okay, we have to fix it. We have to, you know, do it ourselves. You know, and if there is a cold, God forbid, there's no run again being Superman, Superwoman, you still have to suit up with your mask and your shields and your gowns and your gloves and your shoe covers in two seconds because you have to get in there. But you can't just go in there all freely like it's just a regular cold. So we're exhausted. Our patient ratio just continues to rise. Like my hospital, we're four to one, but my friend, her hospital is like six to one. And that's a lot of patients. Like a lot of patients are done in, done out with your gloves, your gown, your mask, which is very hot. Okay. Sometimes we run out of equipment. Sometimes we don't. So it all depends on the day. But I think we can speak, I can speak for nurses as a whole. Even nurses who aren't on the front line, we're all tired. Because we have to work overtime. We have a shortage of nurses. We have a shortage of techs. And you have a lot of people who just quit and they want to sit at home until they think it's over. So you have to pick up their slack and your slack too. Let's get into the vaccine. So, all right, the vaccine. Yeah, let's get to the vaccine. So, you took the COVID 19 Moderna vaccine. So, walk us through that. You took that on Saturday. It is Thursday. So, tell us about your experience so far. All right, so it is day five. I don't have an extra leg or an extra arm or anything like that. So, um, with the COVID and Moderna vaccine, I chose that vaccine. I did my own specific research on that one and one I like who it was created by. Um, two, the Pfizer's had a little bit, um, it was a little too new for me, meaning that they had symptoms that they didn't know they were going to come. Now, granted, you know, disclaimer, everybody has different types of symptoms because we're all different people. But with the fibers, it just had too many people contracting this type of symptom or too many people being rehospitalized or people who had COVID who actually got the Pfizer vaccine. They were having difficulty breathing or, you know, they were having shortness of breath. It was really, really, really critical and detrimental for them to have that vaccine, that specific vaccine. Now, I am not an anti-vaxxer. I do believe in vaccines through and through. So I ended up getting the Moderna vaccine. And um, with my job, if you're working on a, if you're working on a COVID unit, you're getting the vaccine. I mean, you have too much exposure to not. And with this being my second time in the unit, I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get it. For the reasons of that, one, I still stay at home with my parents, okay? And they're innocent people and they're very healthy. I'm not trying to transmit anything to my girl. It's like I have a God baby who has a, um, immuno, she's immunocompromised. And then I have two nephews, plus being in the unit more than one time. Like, and this being another, it's been another strand in the continues to get worse, numbers continue to rise. I honestly it's like I can't fight COVID because everywhere I turn it's COVID right there and then I go out. But you know, with me having so much exposure and I have other people to think about and also try to protect myself, I said I was gonna get it. 
um, because of the simple fact that COVID's not going anywhere. I have a feeling I'm going to be playing in COVID for a very long time. Um, my arm was sore for three days, like very sore, more sore than it was when I took the flu shot. I couldn't lay on it. It just got back right yesterday. There are two rounds of the COVID vaccine. It doesn't matter if it's Pfizer or Moderna. So my nation's on January 23rd. So I'll be doing updates until then about how my body is responding to it, how I react. And so today I haven't had anything going on. Very good. The first day I got it, I had a, a headache. But like I told you yesterday, I'm not sure if that was for stress, being tired, or the vaccine. I took two pills about it, and it was good. We were Gucci. Nothing else happened with that. So um, with it being today, day five, I'm good. No sweats, no fatigue, no cough, no chill, no headache, nothing like that. Perfect. And, and I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're doing good because when I saw on the story you had a headache, I was like, uh oh, are, are you got a people right? Like, is it? Do we need not take it? <laughs> but then when you said, "Listen, I, I I took some medicine, took some headache medicine, and it went away," I was like, "Good, okay." People would like if people would like to get it, I would encourage them um, to talk with their doctor first. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a doctor, get a doctor. Even if you're young, even if you're old, you still need a doctor. You need to visit your doctor every six months. You don't have to go to the doctor just for something wrong. Just a little checkup. Go over whatever type of issues you may have with your doctor, and um. Let your doctor be the determining factor. And, you know, y'all come to an agreement, okay, I'm going to get a vaccine. This may happen. This may not happen. You know, right. so always consult your doctor before you put anything that's foreign in your body. It all depends on how your body's going to work or how pe- or how your doctor feels like your body's going to work. You better to tolerate it. You said that the Moderna vaccine was created by black scientists. Did that, aid, did that help you want to get that vaccine? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It did. I'm rooting for everybody who's black. Yes. You know, I was created by black scientists, did my research on it, and I was seeing that this vaccine right here hasn't had as many side effects. You know, the most the most I've seen with this vaccine was like a temp of 99.4. And that's not even considered a temperature in the hospital because we don't treat anything that's greater, that's less than 100.4. So you got a little little temp, take your little Tylenol, drink some fluids, pull your covers back. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be okay. But absolutely, yes. Figured out that this vaccine was created by black scientists. It was a go for me. I was like, I'm going to sign up before my hospital runs out of it because I want that particular one. And when you do go and get your second round, you still get the same vaccine that you had. They don't just do one and do the other. They're going to consistently do the same one. Got you, got you. So, and you said something very key. You said research. I think that's what a lot of folks aren't doing. You researched the vaccine and you were like, okay, I'm going to get Moderna. It was created by black scientists. And you saw like, you know, the, the peak of what the side effects could be. And you went for it. Research is key. You said it, you know, earlier when we were asking the questions, but what is your message to younger people, specifically folks that are going to be going out tonight, turn up, they're going to be lit because it's the new year. What is your message to them about COVID being on the front lines? Okay. Um, COVID is real. Um, very much so real. I have taken care of people our age and people who are younger than me. Um, people who are older than me as well. So my message is don't be ignorant to the fact that um COVID is not a real that it's not a real virus. It is much so real. Um I would I would say don't believe the hype. Um, the news is critically saying, well, this person is dying, this person is dying, this person is dying, but everybody does not die from COVID. You have people who do come in and they leave out the same day or they do their 10 days or 14 days and they leave out. And we have some people who are well enough to the point we just send them home and they quarantine for 14 to 21 days. Um, so if you're going to go out, wear your mask. Um, if you're going to drink, wear your mask, pull your mask down, pull it back up. 
Um, there's no such thing as social distancing when you're out in the club, when you're out at the hookah spot, none of that. So just um, be very cautious and get back home. Wash your mouth out. Gargle with some um, Listerine to spit out. Gargle with some water and spit it out. Or if you're in the shower, just wash your mouth out that way. Keep your eyes clean. Keep your hands from your eyes. Keep your hands clean, most importantly, because when you're touching those wet spots in your face, your eyes, your nose, and your mouth, it transmits that way. But be cautious and be very careful when you're going out. Um, have your own drinks, have your own things to smoke. Don't put your mouth on anything that anybody has because everybody doesn't display symptoms. People can be very much so asymptomatic, but they'll give it to you. You can be symptomatic as well. So just be very cautious. So um, this is from Miss Freshman at Bethune-Cookman, um, uh, Denisha McFadden, Dreaming of Donnie. So what's your advice for people who, when it becomes available to the general public, that are scared to take it and that are saying, no, nah, I'm not getting it. What's your advice to them being someone that's gotten it recently? Do your research, consult your doctor, um, trust your gut. So if your gut is saying, don't do it, don't do it. Trust your body. Um, even if your doctor doesn't know if you have any issues going on, you know any issues that you may have going on. So um, you don't have to do it just because it's released. It's not guaranteed that you won't catch COVID if you get it. And it's not guaranteed that you will catch COVID if you don't get it. You know, I would just um, trust yourself, like I said, and consult your doctor mostly. And if you don't feel comfortable getting it, don't do it. Don't do anything that you don't feel comfortable with doing. This is um, from Denisha as well. And I thought it was interesting because it, I think it, it was two days before it was, it was, I think it was Christmas Eve. It was two days before we talked on Saturday and I saw this video. I put it on pulse an hour ago. It was hilarious with like the woman that was, I took the vaccine and she started like just going crazy. And then um, the YouTube, like this is going in. That was a hilarious video. I literally laughed. Like it, I, that was probably my best laugh of the year. Cause I'm like, it was so hilarious. However, I think at some points, like the, some of those videos really start to cause the feelings of uneasiness when it comes to the vaccine. So what do you think about comedic videos like that and like others? Do you think that that is bad or you think it's just comedy? I think it can go both ways. I do think that it, it is good somebody can find comedy in this type of situation, but I think it's also kind of bad because you do have people who take things like that very literal. Okay, so we do have people who are just like, okay, I might get the third eye, or I may contract this, or I may do this, or I might get COVID because I got a COVID vaccine. I might start to shake and stuff like that. And um, when it's when it's hype, when it's when it's hype, people believe it. Or if a certain celebrity goes by or a certain comedian goes by, they also believe it. Like I said, and I'm just going to keep saying, I think it's most important to do your own research on it. Do your own research on the virus. Do your own research on the vaccine and talk to your doctor about anything before you take that move. But that, that, that video was funny. That, that video was funny. But, you know, do your own research. Don't let anything deter you. And really, I would say this too: trust reliable sources because that video of, of the, the quote unquote nurse in Nashville that got the vaccine and she has Bell's palsy. That 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 was totally 100 percent fake news. We have a real nurse FSU alum here. We don't we don't lie at Fort Valley. We don't we don't do that. Okay, so we actually have a Fort Valley student that is calling. Yeah, what's up, guys? Okay, so Kristen, hey. what's your question? Hey, Nurse Chelsea. Um, first off, I want to just thank you so much for being so brave and going to work every day. Like, I really do appreciate you. Um, my question is, for people who don't want to get the vaccine, do you feel like we will potentially get COVID if we don't get the vaccine? No, I don't. 
Um, before I became a nurse and before it was mandated to get the flu, I didn't get a flu vaccine. Um, I, it wasn't until I actually got the flu shot the very first time that I got the flu. Uh, it was very foreign to my body. I hadn't done anything to treat it, so you know you don't know it. I don't think that's I don't think it's the case. But if you do not choose to get the uh, shot, I ask you to just take you some vitamins every day, drink you plenty of fluid, ingest on your vitamin C, take you some um, some vitamin C tablets, or get you some zinc tablets. Some vitamin D tablets are very big on vitamins and keeping your immune system strong. You're gonna keep it, if you're not gonna do it, keep your immunity strong. Drink a couple orange juice every day. Something, something that's gonna help keep your immunity strong. Get you some immunity boosters, some elderberry gummies, like stuff like that. You don't have to get it too hard, especially if you don't feel comfortable with it. And like I said earlier, it's not proven that if you don't get the vaccine that you're gonna contract COVID because. Even before I got the vaccine, with me being in the unit for that long, I haven't had COVID, and I still don't have it now. So, so Christine, do you have any um, response or any other question? Um, thank you for your response, and I I do have one more question. Go ahead. Do you feel like by summer 2021 that um co- the COVID numbers will have gone down? Girl, I would hope so because I'm trying to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I really do hope so, but I think it's going to be kind of sort of hard to tell because we were proposing that the numbers would be down and be done by now in January and their back skyrocketed again. And, you know, it would be hard to say that again because even with March coming, you have St. Patrick's Day that's really big. You have um, July coming, which is really big for the 4th. You know, people want to do their cookouts, give their people. So even in still, I would just still encourage the masking type deal, keeping your hands clean. You can go outside, you can play all that stuff, but keep keep yourself keep yourself healthy, keep yourself clean, take your shower when you get home, all the good stuff. Wash the COVID off you because you probably dabbled in COVID, you just haven't had it yet. You know, so just be very careful when it comes to that. Thank you, Kristen, for that call. And also I think you forgot one more. You forgot Valentine's Day. <laughs> Cause oh. Oh yeah, that's a super spreader event, man. That's that that's something else because you know folks had a mask on Valentine's Day, um, but yeah, like, I think that that's something that's really key. And the big thing is doing what we can to mitigate the spread to make things like easier for nurses, such as, such as Nurse Chelsea. Like you know, like you like you said, being safe, wearing your mask, social distancing the best that you can. If you decide not to get the vaccine. I want to say this too because I saw this in the comments before we let you go. Like, you, we were not paid to do this. Uh, we were not paid. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> I, and I got to go work tonight. No. Right. And I, I just got off work. All, the, all this equipment, this, this phone call thing. he just got off work. He, right. No. Like, like this, all this equipment, the phone calls and all that, this costs money. It costs money per phone call. Okay. This this is an investment. I did not get paid. Y'all, y'all wouldn't know if I got paid. Because I, I, I'd have like a, like, like a nicer phone, like a nicer setup. Like, it, I, I, you would know if I got paid. But it was just, it was crazy just, you know, just for people to see, okay, they're talking about it. They have to have been paid. They're trying to promote. They're trying to get us to do it. It's black folks. No, it's not. This is a real person. I just don't want to keep taking care of y'all. Like, you know, there are people my age that I take care of, people that are younger than me that I take care of, people that are older than me that I take care of. Like, just stay home for a little bit. I want you to just share your social media so people can, you know, follow your journey through this. So what is your social media? How can people find you? Okay, so um, my social media, my Instagram, which is my Instagram. My Instagram is nurse.chelsea, the two A-C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A. So, uh, but Chelsea, thank you so much. I know you have to go on and go because you have to go to work soon. Uh, thank you so much for your service. As a Fort Valley State University alum, I'm very much proud of you. 
because I remember because I remember let me say this because this is like when like when I got the DM from you this is the first memory that I that I had like I remember it was 2016 it was November the 8th or whatever in the student center and I was telling y'all man I think Trump gonna win man I'm like I'm hoping Clinton win I think Trump gonna win and y'all was like nah he ain't gonna win Randall has some faith and we was all in there debating. It was me, you, and Latif, and all of them just in there debating. And then literally, <laughs> Malloy and I were in the SGA office, and we were just we were in there till two o'clock. We were like, something's gonna happen. He he gonna pull like she she gonna pull through. Something's gonna happen. And then I walked back to the dorm. I woke up. He was giving the speech of like, yeah, I won. And I was like, see, told y'all. <laughs> that's how far we go back. We go back yeah, to that's the. When I met Randall. Yeah, we go back to Randall's before. Yeah, we're going to before the Trump presidency. So we go back. But thank you so much just for what you're doing. And thank you for coming on the Randall Barnes Experience. Chelsea, have a, an amazing day at work. All right, babe. All right. Thank you. All right, Chelsea. Talk to you later. <laughs>